0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW proof. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
2: 18 plus. Welcome to episode 19 of Talk Smart with Pugh and I'm McCart. That's Joe Pugh and I'm Andrew McCart. Joe, well, we know where we're starting, right? Obviously, the huge fight last night, but you said uh, you were at a football game today. That's why we're a little bit late recording this. Uh, what happened at the game today, Joe? Nothing, just absolutely
3: nothing. West Ham were absolutely terrible. Everton batted us, diet's ball was in full effect and it was absolutely disgusting. It hasn't really been the best week, as we just said off camera. <laughs> I've
2: had better weekends, mate. I've had better weekends. Well, listen, football aside, uh, I just wanted to get that in there, get my two pence in there to rub the salt into the wounds. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the fight itself then last night. Fury and Nganu. I mean, I'll let you, you kickstart it, kick it off. Yeah, your initial thoughts. Look,
3: as I said in the build-up to this, you take it for what it is and you will enjoy it. Um, and I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing that. Whole build-up, the great undercard, then moving into the arena, the ring rising like Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. Mm. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And it kind of went down like a lead balloon, didn't it, as it went to... The, the fight just didn't catch like Like, Fury, by his own admission, will say it was not a good performance, and it's really not what we needed heading into what we was going to be talking about because mm. me and you both sat here last Sunday and said, "Okay, we'll cover the fight next week," but realistically, we're going to be looking ahead mm. towards Alexander Rusev, and no, we're not. We're talking about was it a controversial decision? Which I can't, still
2: can't believe I'm actually saying. So, so what did you think of it, mate? Listen, I was, I was. Uh... I don't score fights. I go I go with the eye test. You know what I mean? I, I like to enjoy a fight. I don't want to sit there and try and critique every move and try and score it. But the eye test, I thought Tyson probably nicked the first two rounds, then the knockdown. And when the knockdown happened and then Ngannou came into a little bit in the fourth, I, I was almost like, I yeah. been in disbelief. I was like, what is going on here? Mm. And then Tyson was trying to feint but Nganu wasn't biting. Tyson was trying to draw Nganu's lead so he can counter with a right hand and stuff like that, but it just was not happening. It just seems like, I don't know if Tyson looked past Nganu because we did have that announcement, Usyk Fury signed, the posters were up on Instagram, Twitter and whatnot. And You know yourself, Joe, when we interview fighters on a fight week, right? So mm-hmm. this is a press conference and we say to a fighter, right, if you beat X fighter on Saturday night, what's next? That every single fighter says, I'm not looking past X fighter. Ask ask me this question after the fight. It's worse to that effect. They don't ever look past the fighter that's in front of them. But when you've got Tyson Fury, okay, you've got Tyson Fury who's fighting an MMA guy, right? And he's in the back of his mind, he knows that Usu is going to come in the ring. There's that December 23rd fight. Don't get cut, don't get injured. All that is playing on his mind. I'm not making excuses for him. It was a poor performance probably from his own admission as well. It was a poor performance. But you can't take your eye off the ball in any sport. And we're not saying Ngannou He's a novice boxer. But let's get this straight. He's not walking off the street. He's not a bus driver. He's a UFC heavyweight mm. champion. So he knows how to deliver a punch. Do you know what I mean? He knows where to land the punch and he knows how to hurt people. All right, we're talking about that Francis Ngannou. Not that Francis Ngannou that just walked off the street in a gym and started fighting Tyson Fury. No, he's the UFC heavyweight, former UFC heavyweight champion of the world. So he does know how to fight. He knows how to hurt another human being. Um, so there's that danger aspect to it as well. Um, but I'm taking nothing away from Francis Ngannou, man. I mean, as I said, Fury was trying to set them traps with a fence, and and Garner never wanted to go over his lead foot. Do you know what I mean? He was half waiting for Tyson to come in so he could counter. Mm-hmm. It was, it was. I mean, I wouldn't say it was one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. It was probably one of the worst fights I've seen in my life. If I'm being cr- brutally honest, but it was just, yeah. I think everyone, everyone in the combat world thought Tyson Fury would do it in six six rounds, and when it got to the tenth round, I was, I, I, I said to my wife because my wife was watching it with me, I said. You know Tyson might have lost this. He might have lost this. Yeah. When, when but I'm saying might have because none of the rounds, apart from the third and the fourth, was stand or maybe the sixth as well. I think that was more Tyson Fury's. Was 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 standoutish. Do you know what I mean nobody really landed apart from the knockdown in the third and and Ganu came in at the fourth a little bit. Nothing was really wow captivating. So you can probably give the some round the nip and tuck rounds to Tyson Fury. It's just how you score the fight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I wouldn't say it was a robbery. I'm just—I would say it's—it was a, a dramatic it was a close fight, contentious. Yeah, definitely. It was a close fight. I, 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 you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it was a. I think robbery is too 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 strong a word. Do you hmm. know what I mean? And Tyson Fury never scored the fight. Do you know what I mean? He just done what he'd done. But in the tenth round, though, when I felt like Tyson needed to step up the gas, you watch the last twenty seconds. None of them threw a punch. Yeah, it's, not it, just, the last seconds.
3: like you know when you put your keys into the car and you turn it the first time and the lights and the radio goes on it's like they've done that but you didn't press down or, or you, you didn't press down on the pedals and the engine didn't start it was kind of mm. like that it wanted to get going but it didn't um with what you said about judging the fight and scoring the fight i do score fights quite often to be honest but I I was was at a power forward party, so I was kind of just watching it more as a fan, really, just enjoying it. Because I didn't think we'd even need to judge it. I didn't think we'd need to score it. So then when we're in round four, and we've just had the knockdown, and I'm thinking back, okay, so who did actually win those first couple of rounds? And yeah, it was probably Tyson. And then we get to round seven, and you're thinking, oh God, this is quite close. But he's still got quite a while to bring this back. And then you look and was like, oh, no, it's only a 10-rounder. Mm. Like, you, you, you've got to put your ass into gear. And, look, I was with people last night that are huge UFC and MMA fans and left-to boxing fans. So my back's up straight away trying to defend Tyson Fury, which I was doing all night mm. because, look, everyone can have an off night. And whatever happened, you know that one eye would be looking at that Ukrainian man sitting at the front row, which would be the biggest fight of all time. And, yeah, it it would always be like that. There's shades of 2019 Anthony Joshua when everyone was asking about Deontay Wilder in the build-up to New York when he got knocked out by Andy Ruiz. Everyone was talking about the Usyk fight. More people were probably talking about Anthony Joshua fight than mm. they were the Nganou fight. And the Anthony Joshua fight doesn't even look like it's ever going to happen. Mm. right now. That's how much people were talking about Ngannou as a threat. Mm. Everyone was either talking about to Tyson this is, what an amazing event it is, and it was as well, because it was absolutely fantastic. Um, the, the Usyk fight, and will he ever fight Anthony Joshua? And probably chucking his own Netflix series as well. People just weren't recognising Francis Nganu, including myself in that. But... The man done well. The man done really well, and I'd really, really like to see him stay in professional boxing. And I'd like to see how he does against maybe a top ten guy. Mm. So I know, I know, Chisora wants another fight. He wants another three fights. Let's stick him in with Chisora. It'd, it'd, it'd be a fun fight, mate. Because listen, right, whether you've got your opinions on Derek Chisora, and I know what exactly what you'll say, mm. but Chisora said he's going to have another three fights.
2: You know what I mean? So yeah, who am I? You know I do well. Yeah. Go on. No, I was just going to say, listen, I, I want Chizor to retire. I think that maybe yeah, he's been in so many wars, and like his punch resistance isn't there. His legs don't look like they're, they're there as much. And I just feel like uh, this would be a good time to step away, go off on a win. Do you know what I mean? Rather than a yeah. bad knockout, go out on that win against Gerald well, with Gerald Washington, and there you go. That's your career. You're you finished on a high. I mean, if he gets him with inganu um like I said to you, Inganu isn't just some guy off the street. He's a he's a fighter. He's a fighting man. He knows how to hurt people. He knows how to put damage on somebody. And I think that's. I would say like I heard Eddie Hearn say, make Joshua versus Ngannou. Now imagine that fight in Africa. Do you know what Look, I mean? That would be something spectacular, man. That would be unreal. One hundred percent. Or even a Wilder. Put him in a Wilder. You want you got the hardest hitter there. There you go. There's something right like there. Just put them in. Let's the see. Let's see some damage. Let's see what 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 happens when you've got what's that when a a, a rock what's that what's that saying? Um, an immovable object meets a what's it? What's an immovable force. Yeah, a immovable it. force meets an immovable object. I think it is something like that. Anyway, you know what I mean. It's one of them ones. where... Yeah. Again, it's one of them fights that I think if Wilder lands on like that big straight right hand because he throws it from such a long way away. Can he reach Ingunu with it? Who knows? Can Nganu land on on uh, on Wilder? That's a that's an interesting fight. Joshua's an interesting fight. Zhang Joyce, I think them guys are more interesting interesting fights for for in- for um, And that's what I was going to ask you because when I was prepping the when I was thinking about the show here, I was going to ask you: Does Ingunu have a place in professional boxing now? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because.
3: And we know that was nowhere, nowhere near a very, very small percentage of what Tyson Fury is capable of. We know that, right? And I think in hindsight, when everything dies down, everyone will kind of regroup and realise, OK, it was where it was, but now let's look towards the big fight. That fight has not got any smaller, the Fury Six.
2: Has a shame came off it, though, Joe?
3: Right now, yes, a little bit. But by the time we see the real fight posters with the real date on it, they come together at a press conference. Tyson Fury says, "Look," and he's already has done. He know it wasn't his best performance. Um, he was shocked by how and come out. Yeah, the shrine will be there. The shrine will always be there for no matter what who the fighters are for that undisputed fight Arbelins. But when you look at who Anthony Joshua could feasibly fight next and who being spoken about, I think I heard that I, I think like Kabayel was mentioned. What are you more excited about? What would get you up for? What would you get up for more? A potential Kabayel fight or a massive event somewhere in Africa, maybe against Ngannou. Because if the big fights can't happen next, if he's not fighting wilder which we know he isn't, if he's not fighting Tyson Fury, which we definitely know he isn't, then why not do a massive event while you're waiting to kind of Figure
2: out your piece in the puzzle. But listen, I, I keep, I'm, I'm saying that I would like to see that fight because I'm, I'm probably engrossing these these sort of fights a little bit because there is an entertainment factor to it. And I want to touch on the mm. event itself in Saudi Arabia, but I'll, I'll stay on this Joshua and Ghanu fight. I said today to somebody that, I think it might have been Sam Jones or somebody, I said, I, I'm probably almost um, done with these crossover fights now. I think it's time to get to these the fights that we want to see, like the, the the grudge matches. I want to see the more of the, the Lee Woods and Warringtons, like the first Smith-Eubank <clears throat> fight. I want to see those type of fights here in the UK. I want to see maybe a Charlie Edwards against a Cal you I want to see these yeah. all-British dust-ups. I want to see more and more of these fights. And Eddie Hearn made it clear to me last week in Liverpool that that's what he's going to do. That's his sort of M.O. or his, what he's thinking about, that's his plan for 2024 is to Stop these easy fights. Get in the fifty-fifty fights because when boxing gets it right, it's the best sport in the world. We just need to look at some of the fights we've, we've had this year. Do you know what I mean? We've had some cracking, cracking fights, but these crossover fights—it's—it's it's the unknown. It's, it's the entertainment, in, entertainment thing behind it. Um, mm. But I think the end product's always—I mean, the, go to like the misfits and all this sort of stuff as well. The the, the, the build-up to the end product is brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's, but it's the end product it's the end fails product to deliver. fails to deliver, exactly. But boxing has the end product when we get it right. Maybe just add a little bit of that razzmatazz at the press conference mm. and a little bit, maybe, maybe. And then we can have the entertainment value as well because we do have the end product. But I don't know. I, I, like, like I said to you, I was up all night watching it. The, I'm telling you that some of the undercard fights were, were, were decent. We had a knockout in every single fight leading up to the... The Fury and Ghanu. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Why not speak about that now? Because it was a really entertaining undercard. I just want to touch on the show. What did you think of the sh- the actual cool. show, Joe? Because that the the week. Because I think that I'll touch on Tyson Fury. Right, the Usyk fight being uh, signed three weeks before he was facing Ingunu. Then he's he's not really preparing for a fight because he's out with dinners and he's doing all this sort of press yeah. stuff. And it was every man and his dog was there. Do you know what I mean? So he's Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo. Uh, Eminem, geez, all the legends, Lewis, Riddick Bowe, Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard. You've got uh, just a who's who of famous stars from the combat world. The old MMA guys like Chuck Liddell, when I used to watch it religiously, Chuck Liddell, Junior Dos Santos. It was just a who's who of everybody from the combat world, the sporting world was there. And I just think that maybe when you're in that environment, you're not thinking about a fight on, on Saturday night. You're having mm. a good time, fist bumping celebrities and taking photos. I, I think a fight is uh, like uh, tunnel vision. Your tunnel vision is what's happened then on Saturday. Then once that job is done, then you can go and take the selfies. I just think it was maybe it was it was a lot going on. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed every single second of it. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't enjoy it. I loved one who's there, and then it was like Ronaldo rocking up, and it was I, I followed Turkey Alashik, and I was looking at his Instagram, and it was. It was like, Ronaldo's arrived, Ricky Burns arrived, eh, Ricky Burns, Ricky Hatton's arrived, um, you know what I mean, Frank Bruno's arrived, and it was just celebrity after, ce- Rio Ferdinand, da, 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 da. I was like, wow, what a spectacle, I thought that was amazing, but as the two main fighters, I think in GANU. he just had nothing to lose, I think he was just enjoying himself, because he can just go in there and d- just have fun a little bit, do you know what I mean, pra- put on to practice what he's been taught with Mike Tyson, But with Tyson Fu- uh, Tyson Fury, that is, he's going in with a Unknown, right? How do you prefer for Francis Ngannou? The Usyk fight's been signed. Then the whole fight week's different than he's ever experienced before because he's he's got to take all these photos and go out with dinners and stuff like that. I'm not making excuses from like I say because Francis done brilliant. I just think that was the the worst Tyson Fury we we would ever get. But if they ever fought again with Tyson Fury fully focused, I think it might be the different outcome. And that's not taken away from Francis Ngannou because we all know oh, his... it would
3: be It'd be very different.
2: Mm. I just think uh, with Francis uh, Francis Ngannou's story, it was well. Shown over that fight week as well. I mean, that man deserved everything that he got last night in terms of the moral victory, the the money, just everything. He deserves it. Uh, but yeah, we'll ask you the question. The show, the whole the whole fight week, the ring coming out of the center, little baby. Um, the other rapper, I'm, I forget him. I don't know what his name is. Maybe you can help me out, Joe, because you're younger than me. I can't. Me. I can't. No Damn it, No, Joe, that's you not know. my cup of tea.
3: That sort of stuff, mate. I didn't <laughs> even know little baby was to be honest, which. Well, I'd um, a baby, so I'm a little bit cooler than
2: you then. and I'm 41. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did you think of the show? Oh, it was so
3: good. It was so, so good. Um, Because I think it, the actual night, it could have run a little bit smoother Um, because where there was so many knockouts, they had to wait a, a good while for the main event. But I think that was always going to be the case with moving into the different arena. And uh, um, TNT had an absolute stinker it went off for about 15 20 minutes that was very annoying but luckily we didn't actually miss any of the fights really did we so um it was, it was in a good break i think it ended just before the start of uh, moses so we, we was lucky in that respect but yeah i think it was, it was just amazing just to see every single kind of top person of their industry if, mm. if you like they are like you see Vince, Vince McMahon, and The Undertaker rock up—just absolute legends. Takes me back to a proper when I was a kid. Absolutely loved that when
2: I was um, a kid. Joe. When I was a kid, Undertaker—that's how long. That's how long that man's been in the game. When I was a boy, yeah, that's how long he's been going, mate. That's how long he's been going. Yeah, absolutely loved that, as you say.
3: I'm not a UFC fan, but I know Chuck Liddell, Rampage, Jackson. These are all the biggest boys of the biggest sports in the world. Both Ronaldo's there. I think it was something like over 40 former world champions were in Saudi Arabia. And it did open Riyadh season in the best possible Mm. way. But, yeah, I, I, I was a bit confused on Friday night when at the gala dinner, where whilst in the midst of all these... Celebrity star power, sports star power. You see Tyson Fury and uh, Francis Ngannou. Then I was like, realistically, would you ever see Lee Wood or Josh Warrington like going back to your mm. thoughts at a gala dinner the night before the fight? No, you wouldn't. And I and I know it's different because it is a massive crossover event, and it's probably it probably even written into their contract that they've got to do this massive events, but. And that's fine. That's fine. It's been and done now. The fight's happened now. So I'm not criticising them in the slightest. But this won't happen when Fury and fight. This mm-hmm. will be a proper fight week. This will be full focus and, as you said, tunnel vision. And it's got to be.
2: It has to be, yeah. And just touching on the, the TNT, I am going to give props to, to Laura Woods, Carl Frampton, and Dan Hardy, because there, there was a lot of dead space there, and they had to just keep talking. Yeah. And talking, and talking, and talking. And the three of them done, done, done brilliantly, so well done to them three. But before we talk about the undercard...
1: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
4: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com
2: the Usyk Fury fight is not happening December twenty third. Do you think? No, no. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's not happening
3: December twenty third. But I see Usyk has done an interview. I haven't actually watched it yet because I have just come back from my Ham. But I saw Michael Benson quote tweets. He wants it. Things like it's changed. It looked like Fury was the one who's pushing for December twenty third, and after that, I don't know. I, if you if you ask me, Gun's head, yes or no? I say no. Mm. But anything can happen mate, anything can happen as we discussed last week that Saudi power
2: mm-hmm.
3: that comes with the money it brings they are really the ones in control here
2: yeah definitely and it's just uh, ah, it's just one of them ones, And listen don't get me wrong I enjoyed every single second of it I thought maybe it was a little bit too much maybe, I think it's, it's teething problems it's the first major thing that they've done for yeah, of in for Riyadh so maybe they can tone it back a little bit um, but it, it was fun, it was enjoyable to watch and I mean they, they, they put on like five, was it five heavyweight fights? Yeah, five heavyweight fights including the main event and let's talk about then the undercard, uh, Jack McGann and Robert Duran you know, Jr uh, McGann got his, uh, what a stunning knockout that was before the televised uh, I think it was before the televised fight started, Yeah, it was just to give him a shout out but then we had Big Martin Bacoli, my mate Big Martin Coley, the last king of Scotland, Um Wow, I'm I'm impressed with him because he did have a back injury. I was in the gym with Martin Bacoli two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I think it was, and he was doing a sparring session, and I think he'd done one round less because his back was sore. <clears throat> he tried to skip, and as he was skipping, his back was sore again, and then he had to go for a massage from his uh, his physiotherapist, Hannah. So I, I knew the injury was there. So that's no thing. That's really a reason why he came in at that 300 pounds. But yeah. Martin Bacoli is... Don't I'm telling you right now, he is good, man. He is a very, very, very. In fact, listen, he is going to be a heavyweight champion. I can just see it. I think defensively, he's sound. He doesn't get that's a big statement. it's going to be a big statement because listen, he's a he's a he's he's he's. I just I'm telling you right now, what again? People talk about the sparring stories that he's been in with Joshua, and everyone talks about it, right? I I've seen him spar in that gym as well. I'm telling you right now, he just does stuff that. You, it does, you've not seen it yet because he might not have had the opponent that's get ah, that he's getting angry for, he's up for. He wants the Duquas, mm. he wants the Joyce's and he wants the Joshuas and Furies and all these guys, the Zhang's. I think you'll see a much better Bacoli when you see him against these top guys. I mean, look at that body shot where he just came around and he just threw how many heavyweights throw or left it to the body. With, with oh, a yeah. precision oh. like that, not many, not many heavyweights utilize the body or go to the body Martin Bacoli does. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know that Sparn story in Dubai with Usyk? We put Usyk down with the, the, the rumours with that one. So I'm telling you right now, that man is going to be a force once he gets his shot. Yeah, I think Martin Bicoli, I, I
3: as I was shocked how big he came in at, I will be honest, but um, but he, he made it work for him. And I was crying after the first two rounds, I was crying out for him to throw that body shot and he did in the end. So probably full props to Billy Nelson there for just kind of reminding him to do that. And I do love that leading kind of looping kind of swing right hand he's got. Mm. uh, uh, Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird, but it works for him and it does land. It really does land. And I I, I think a really good, yeah, I'd go as far as to say statement performance. Uh, from Martin Bacoli. But more there were statements throughout. When you look at Makhmodov, which we was looking forward to seeing, um, Moses Atoma, these are guys, I know they're Mahmoudov's slightly further down the line than Moses, but these are the guys that three, four, five years' time could be the poster boys of our sport because we know whoever the heavyweight king is, is the poster boy of boxing. Um, so we could be looking at
2: the poster boy for the future. Yeah. You know how much I like Moses the tumor. I love Probably. that guy, man. He's 18 year old He's not even filled out yet. He's not even a man. No, no. Just see when he fills out and he becomes when he's 23, 24. I know he wants to become the youngest heavyweight champion, but I think the way these re with the rematch clauses and champions fighting once or twice a year, yeah. I don't think he's going to get that opportunity. I really don't think no. he'll I don't think he'll he'll get the opportunity to become a, the youngest heavyweight champion. But I love him. I really really like him. I just he's a southpaw heavyweight. Not too tall. Was he 6'3" 6'4" and you can see by his frame he's not filled out yet. He's still kind of a small frame for a heavyweight. Tell me but when he starts filling out, his shoulders get bigger, his back gets bigger, he's going to be a force, man. I'm telling you. And when you got young Jared Anderson out in the US who's a young heavyweight as well. Um I like Jared Anderson. I think with them two and maybe a couple of the young guns here in the UK I think uh, the future is good for the heavyweight division. I think them two are going to carry it on and it's going to be exciting. And I cannot wait for them two to be in a collision course. I think them two are going to be the future and I think they'll fight each other for a world title or to unify that heavyweight division in maybe eight years' time or whatever it may be, however long it takes them to get there. But you talked about Makhmadov there. That's a scary man. That is a scary, scary man. Joe, what would you do if you turn on your bedroom light? and he was hovering over you, what would you do? Whatever he wanted me to do, (laughs) mate. I'm not saying no to
3: him. Whatever I can do to protect my life, physically, I will do for that man because he is an absolute scary man. And what I love about Makhlodov, and we didn't really see much of him last night, did we? But I think he can be in some really fun fights. I think his style can really bring... Like, just some salivating fights. Mm. Even him versus Martin Bacoli. We spoke about Martin Bacoli. And obviously, it probably don't make sense to happen now because they're on their own courses. But star-wise, I think
2: Makhlodov can be in some really good fights. Because he leaves gaps. Because when I mean, he throws, he's leaving gaps. He's not tight with the shots. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He leaves big gaps. So that, listen, he can probably take a shot. Do you know what I mean? No doubt. Because his neck is huge, man. I, 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 his, oh, yeah. His neck doesn't come in. It comes like this.
4: That's what his A bit like yours,
2: mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah I just think he's a phenom and then you know what I mean Joseph Parker good performance maybe an opponent that was a maybe a step down from what he's faced before in the past but yeah. that uppercut man was, was was great so Joseph Parker he's going to be one of them guys that for these guys that we're talking about the Mark McCulley's and the McWaddle's and the Atumas and maybe the Wardley's now Joseph Parker's going to be that guy that they want to face to get to the guys at the top he, Joseph Parker is that guy that, or former world champion. He's he's maybe just hovering around as that gatekeeper guy. Maybe he doesn't think that clearly, but a lot no, of don't. the other guys are young. A lot of these young guys are going to be aiming for Joseph Parker to get to the guys at the top. Yeah, there will be a target on his head because
3: he will be in a lot of the the top fifteen to top ten heavyweights. He will be the man that people see as the leapfrog, people that see as the key to the crown jewels, the big, big names. And that's a great place to be for Joseph Parker at the minute, because it, if he believes, which I know he does, that he's still a top heavyweight, that he still wants to become a world champion, he's still got big aspirations, he go, go okay, one of you fight me, I cause what could be an upset, which but it's probably not, which we know. And then he's straight back in there. So, Mm -hmm. Joseph Parker's in a great position, and I think from from a confidence standpoint, it really done him good to get a knockout last night, really Mm -hmm. done him good, and he's going to be in some interesting fights, and he's also in a very, very good position, because he happens to be very, very good friends with Tyson Fury, trains with him, and I think if Tyson Fury's got anything to do with building the card, he's definitely going to have joseph parker on it like we've seen isaac Lowe been on so many of these cards like we've seen tyson fury has got sway tyson fury probably owns his cards not the saudi ones but certainly if it was meant to happen in the uk mm-hmm. so yeah joseph parker is in a great great position but should we talk about the british title fight? one yes shall we talk about yes I, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that fight
2: so that i mean and listen fabio wardley I tell you what, man. I, I never thought of Fabio because listen, I only started knowing about Fabio maybe his last six, seven fights, something like that. So I never knew his background as much because I'm not in that. I'm not in London. I don't mm. really get to interview these guys or I just watch their fights. So I don't know the, their their history and and whatnot. So I never thought of Wardley as a as a white collar guy coming from white collar background because he didn't look like that to me. He looked like a he looked mm. like a, he looked like he's had amateur fights. He looked like he may have done the ABAs and and whatnot. That's how good he is. And I'm telling you right now, he can fight, and he's got a chin. Oh, massive chin! When David Adley put his elbow in like that, and he's went like boom, a short left took, and he didn't go down. He took it, and then he came back with another one. That man, that man's got a chin to 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 match his boxing ability, and he's going to be a force. And I just think his performance last night was was brilliant. I think Adley's yeah. a danger. Adley uh, can bang. Um, and I think he, he dealt with it. He was in and out with his feet. So when Adley tried to throw that left hook, he was stepping out. He was doing all this sort of stuff. So he was he was very, very patient. He never rushed his work. Um, and he boxed. But Ben Davison's got that cool, calm. Do you know what I mean? Ben Davidson's cool and calm in that corner. Do you know what I mean? He's just like, listen, just do this, right? Faint, break his base. When he comes forward, land your shot. So Ben is very, very good at tactically being aware of what's happening in a fight. And in relaying that to you with a, 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 an easy voice, if that makes sense. If I'm trying to find, lack of, I can't find the words, but Ben is just mm. so calm in that corner. And he just, you know what? faint jab to the body. Do you know what I mean? Jab to the body. He's going to rush in. When he rushes in, come back and counter. He was, he's just so calm. And I think that's, that's a good combination them two, Fabio and uh, Ben Davison. And I'm telling you right now, Fabio is a force as well in that heavyweight division. I just think once we get the, the Furies, Joshua's, Wilder's, Usyk's, because they're in the mid-30s. Once they maybe start retiring, I think what the heavyweight division is, is fine. But we need characters like them to, for. Usyk's a character, yeah. Fury's a character, Joshua's a character, Wilder's a character. I just think we need to see more of their personalities because like I say, boxing's boxing's a sport now where it's more than just if you can fight. You've got to have that social media presence. You've got to be able to sell tickets. You've got to be able to sell pay-per-views. There's more to it than just being a good fighter. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think boxing, the heavyweight division will be fine. And uh, Fabio Wardley is going to be there definitely, one hundred percent. I was very, very impressed. I'll tell you what, David Adley, he's he's got a big set of nuts, has he not? Getting, getting, massive getting set, down, sticking his tongue out, trying to get got back up, came back swinging. He didn't want to to hold or take a back step and that. just came back swinging and maybe that was his downfall. Maybe if he just had a little bit more... Because he's never been in that situation before. If he just held, went on the back foot, take the round off. You've lost the round. There's only 30 seconds left. Right, Hold. Get around the ring. Then go back to your corner, regroup. Um, I think that's just the young fighter in him that he just thought, you know what? You knocked me down, I'm going to try and get you back.
3: Yeah. A slight maybe bit of inexperience there, but as you say, he's never been in that situation before but what i will say about david adelaide is he he's got a personality and so is fabio warley and david adelaide because of that will certainly certainly come back again and he will have learned so so much from that fight you remember when he had the controversial camille sokoloski fight Mm. He come back so much bigger so much better and I think the same will happen here with Fabio Ward. And it won't surprise me if they had a rematch later on down the line. Because Fabio Ward just keeps on proving people wrong. And he keep, every time we think he's reached his level, he punches through that level and goes on to the next level. Mm. So it, it's really exciting to see Fabio Ward. Because I, I have followed Fabio Ward's career since... Maybe he was about 3-4-0 and oh, uh, when he was first getting onto the matchroom cards when Dillian White was talking about him as an exciting young fighter. I think I remember going to one of his very early fights at the O two, 2 And you look at him and you think, right, okay, he's now got his English title fight. I think that was against Simon Valilli at fight camp. And you're thinking, all right, is this going to be enough for him? No, he blasts him out. And then he, he, he went through the motions. He gets caught. But that sign that kind of flicks the switch and just turns him into an absolute beast mode. And then we saw the Nathan Gorman fight. And I was very kind of apprehensive because we know Nathan Gorman's boxing acumen. We know what happened to him against Daniel Dubois. But Daniel Dubois is Daniel Dubois. Mm. And if we thought at British level, Nathan Gorman, really, really solid fighter. And he hurt him. And it was a, a cracking three-round fight, three, four-round fight that. And he come he through it. He comes through adversity, and that that's a great sign of the character Fabio Wardley is. And I'm really excited to see which level he can actually get to, because at the minute you won't want to write him off getting to any level, because that's what he does, and that's what Fabio Wardley's been doing from the start
2: of his career, constantly day in day out proving people wrong, and I love it. I love it too, man. I really, really do. And I listen, fair play to him. I think Fraser Clark next, I think he's going to want to earn, win that uh, British title out, outright. And there's a good crop of heavyweights, especially at this British level, that that's willing to step in and have a fight with Fabio. So big fights for him coming up, hopefully in the near future, because I'd like to see him out again because he's got a good style. He can bang. He's got a good chin. Mm. He's got everything that... He's got the ingredients that we want in a heavyweight. Do you know what I mean? He's big, he's solid, and he can box, which, which is what we want to see. Now, Joe. One final one for me before I let you go. We'll go. Next week we'll probably be talking about the Joe Cordina fight and out in Monaco. Yeah. I think that's what we've got out there. And uh, yeah, Fury Usyk is still on, but has the Shine gone? Has the Shine gone? No. I, I still say no. I think reactionary people
3: who would probably bought 20 paid their 21 21- pounds. House last night or however much it was and have been really frustrated and really annoyed of how he performed last night, will say, look, I had buying that. I'm not. That, that That fight don't even matter anymore. Fury's done, like Eddie Earn said mm. last night as well. Um, but realistically, as I said earlier on, that is that shine has not gone off of it. As soon as we get an official announcement, it is on. It will be on like Donkey Kong. It will be all four belts and look, they both know how to sell a fight, granted, in really, really different ways, which is going to be brilliant for the build-up. Um, yeah, it's, 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 this this fight is happening, and this fight will still break records. And yeah, hopefully we we'll just get it as soon as possible, because it kind of does feel like it will be the end of the era for mm. this generation of boxing. And I'm not saying they will retire, I'm not saying that this will happen, but If you start, I'd start the era as a fury upsetting the apple cart in Germany with Klitschko, then belts fragmenting, meaning Charles Martin become world champion. Anthony Joshua managed to get the belt off Charles Martin. And it it was always that road to Undisputed. And there's been big, big speed bumps in the way. And a lot of the time, including myself, many people thought it's never going to actually happen. But when that Undisputed fight does happen, and it will happen now, we know it will happen. That will be the end of that. Those belts will fragment. We know they will, because the IBF has already called that mandatory, and we know there'll be a uh, we know there'll be a rematch. So it will be the end of an era, and yeah, it, it it'll be very climactic, and I can't wait for it. So for me, it, that shine is still gleaming. It may may have a little bit of dirt thrown on it last night, but you clean that off. Wait until Frank Warren, Turkey O'Shea, Klimas, Krashen, get eat his clear ass, Alex Crashuk, get there. Uh, boot out their shoe
2: shiner, and
3: they give it a little t- t- scrub, that twinkle will be ever-present, mate.
2: I'll end on this. You mentioned Eni and Tyson Fury's finished. Tyson Fury has come back from worse than this. He's came back from those three years where he was suicidal, drug addiction, drinking all the time, and he's came back from that one bad performance at the office. I don't think this is the end of Tyson Fury. I just think maybe... <sighs> He was looking, not even looking past. He's a human being after all. And I think in the back of his mind, he's thinking Usyk, everything's signed, everything's done here. He's got a training camp in Jeddah, he said, lined up. So he's came back from worse than this. Harder ship, more hardship than this. He'll be back. Don't you worry about that. I think this was just a bad night at the office for Tyson Fury, but a fantastic, brilliant night at the office for Francis Ngannou, who we can't take mm-hmm. nothing from because, listen, what that man's been through... To get become UC heavyweight champion, to go turn rounds with the 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 W C heavyweight champion of the world, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Ngaru, deserves his applause, and Tyson Fury will come back. It was a bad night at the office, but Joe West Ham nil Everton won. I'll end it on that, and uh, I'll see you next time. How did Celtic get on, mate? How did Celtic get on? We drew yesterday, but there's no loss, is it? You drew,
3: mm.
2: you drew wow. away from home. Away from home
3: should be winning that, mate. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't, you, you, I don't even know who you're playing, but come on, mate. Come on, that right. a, a draw away should be feel like a one nil loss, mate. Like, us, like, like,
2: I think it does, yeah, it does. it does. So, listen, we're both in the same boat, so we'll leave it at that. Joe, thank you so much, as always, brother. Uh, and I'll catch you next week. Yeah, I'll catch you next week, mate. Make sure everyone do the same. That's Sunday night, like,
3: share, follow. IFL TV, box smart with Pew... talk smart, not box smart, but they can have a bit of that. And if there are up in Scotland, <laughs> uh, talk smart with pure McCart. Yeah, make sure you watch it this Sunday. See you soon, mate. See you soon, mate. Thank you, Joe.